What is going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to season three of the Good Men Exist podcast. I definitely appreciate it. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, by doing so, you will be the first to know about any new episodes, whether they be on Tuesdays or if I just feel like dropping one at a random point during the week. Either way, it will be in your notifications first thing in the morning. So why not subscribe? With that being said, enjoy today's show. And I'm until your body say the words, don't you move All I wanna do, girl, is heal you Give you better than you've been through All I need from you is your heal Reassure me that you'll be right what is going on everybody thank you for tuning in to another episode of the good men exist podcast welcome to season three this is officially the first topic of season three and i had so many topics it was really hard for me to kind of narrow down exactly what i wanted to talk about so i waited kind of to the last minute to do this but i think i finally settled on something that all of us could potentially get some use from and get some value from So if at the end of this episode, you deem it valuable, do me a favor, share it on your IG, share it on your Twitter, share it via text message, via email, however you want to share with somebody who you think can use it. You may not want to say, hey, I feel like you can use this, but you know, whatever creative measures you feel would work, share it with somebody, tell a friend, tell a family member. Hopefully we all can learn from this. And before I dive in, I do want to issue a disclaimer i issue one in season one but i don't know if all of you listening to this episode have listened to season one so with that being said my disclaimer is this one i recognize that there are many ways to do things on earth and in recognizing that i understand that there is no consensus with anything so do understand that what i talk about is strictly my opinion it's my perspective If you disagree, feel free to listen to one of the 5,000 other relationship podcasts that exist. Not everything I say will be perfect. I will try to add as much context as I can, but please understand that I know that nothing I say is consensus. Nothing I say is going to be the exact way you should do it, so on and so forth. For season three, I thought I'd kick it off with that, and that applies for every other episode after season three. So don't add me. Don't give me a bad review. Don't slide in my DMs like, hey, that one thing you said, like, yo, I get it. Thank you for your awareness and keep it moving. Now, with that out the way, I do feel like this episode will be longer and I don't want it to be that long because it takes forever to edit. So I will go ahead and dive in. The one thing I see so much spoken about on Twitter, on Instagram, just in general, people that I know about that I talk to, especially when it comes to relationships is How do I heal? What's the best way to heal? What's the process? How long should it take? Things like that. And honestly, I feel like how each of us heals individually or collectively is different for everyone. There is no right way. There is no necessarily wrong way. I mean, there are things that you probably shouldn't do, like drugs and become an alcoholic. But how, you know, outside of those things, overall, there is no standard default way that we all should heal. And in this episode, I don't want to tell you how you should heal. That is your choice. Whatever you feel you need to do is what you need to do. What I would like to offer is perspective and tips that I think can help. It is not an all-in-one solution. It is not guaranteed. Just what I think. And when I think about heal, this acronym popped in my head. And in thinking about it, you know, 
I kind of had what I wanted, but I was trying to make it too perfect. Right. The more I wanted to make this acronym perfect, the more I thought about like, yo, healing isn't perfect. So why try to make this perfect? As long as it makes sense, that should be good enough. So when you think about heal, this is not going to be a clean acronym. So I will preface it with that. When you think about heal, H-E-A-L. And I came up with this concept. So with H, you have help. With E, you have emotions. With A, you have align. And with L, you have life. And I was thinking about that. And so when I add everything together, it goes help your emotions align with your life. Help your emotions align with your life. And the reason I thought about it that way is because there's steps to healing. Like even in losing someone, like physically, they're no longer on this earth. Grieving is a process as is healing. So when you think about it from that aspect, when it comes from a relationship standpoint, you need to help your emotions align with your life. In other words, if you want to remain in the past, that is perfectly fine. But if you actually want to be better in life, if you want to move on in that relationship aspect, those are your aspirations. Now, what can you do to align your aspirations with actionable things that you can do to get there? And that's what I want to talk about today or tonight, whenever you're listening to it. But if we think about healing, typically something went wrong. It could be something as simple as you grew apart. And in growing apart, there's a little bit less healing to do because you were kind of already checking out of the situation before. And then you have that healing where you were all in and something disrupted that. And it completely shatters your mindset of what you thought it was. Or you have the healing that happens when maybe you were sort of kind of checked out. Maybe you were all in, but a person did something to you that severely hurt you. And that is the reason why the relationship ended. No matter how it happened, how quickly, how long it took. Understand one thing about healing, right? Is unlike our physical wounds, they can happen quickly. We can get in a car accident, bam, wounds. We could fall off our bikes, bam, wound, cuts, scrapes, all that stuff. Happens in a split second. But the one thing about healing, even in the physical form, is that although it happened quickly, it still takes time. One of the things that I see people always try to rush is healing. People say, how long should it take? Why do I still feel this way? It's been this amount of time. Why do I not feel better? And my question to that is, why rush to something that you haven't fully comprehended? Healing starts with comprehension, truly understanding your emotions and then placing those emotions in categories that can be digested and that chapter can be closed. So my very first tip to begin the process of healing is take a trip down memory lane. May sound counterintuitive, but from my opinion, and I am no psychologist, I am no coach, no life coach, no relationship coach. I just try to think about things from a logical standpoint of progress, moving forward, a continuous advancement toward a goal. Go down memory lane. So if you have pictures of you and your ex and for clarification, I'm talking about, you know, in the first couple of days, couple of weeks that the breakup, the calling off of the engagement, the divorce, whenever it happened, I'm not saying, you know, do this a year down the road. I'm talking about fairly recently to when it happened. I know divorces take a little bit of time, but you know, once everyone signs the papers or if it's just a breakup, go down memory lane, look at the pictures, think about all the good times, reminisce, take it all in. Think about the bad times. Think about the good times. Think about the trip that you took to Jamaica. Take that time to digest 
it all. And once you have taken that time, it could be a day if you need it, a week. I wouldn't say anything longer than two months. But again, whatever your process is, work with that. But take that time to wrap your head around everything and then understand that if there are no intentions to get back together, you're not going to go into a cycle of we're together, we're not together, we're on, we're off, we're here, we're there. If you're like, hey, this is it, then once you have gone down memory lane, once you have reminisced over the good, the neutral, the bad times, then really take time to look at why it went wrong. Self-accountability is the main thing. And self-accountability doesn't necessarily mean that you did something wrong in the relationship. Self-accountability can simply be, if you did do something wrong, what led to it? How did I get here? That's also something that needs to be understood. Then if you can't think of anything you did wrong, what lessons can you take away from that experience? Too many times we want to assume that people don't have a story. Literally every single person has a story. It could be of success. It could be of failure. It could be of perseverance. Everyone has a story and there can be a lesson learned from every story. So when it comes to your role in that previous relationship, what went right? What went wrong? If that person just wasn't for you, what were the signs that you missed that led you to continue on with something that you never really should have been in in the first place? That's like step 1A and step 1B. Go down memory lane, reminisce. And once you've done that, self-accountability, understand your role in the relationship. Whether you did something wrong, whether you don't think you did anything wrong. What are the lessons that can be taken away from here? And then we move on to step two, cut it off. This is one of the things people have the most difficulty with, and that is cutting it off. Yo, think about that as a light switch. You know what? Better yet, I hate to be this gruesome, but think about it like you have to amputate, sever, cut off that part of your life. If you want to move forward, you must. Now, what do I mean by cut off? First things first, if your friends on Facebook, your friends on Instagram, cut it off. Unfollow, unfriend, take them out of your site completely. If they're in your phone, delete the texts, delete the pictures, delete everything. Now, okay, Jarrell sounds simple, but we have a child together. We have an apartment together. We have a car loan together. I hear you. I get how that could be difficult. Cool. You can't cut it off. What we can do is set strict boundaries. Everyone say boundaries. If y'all actually say boundaries, I didn't expect it, but I thank you. That was real dope. But boundaries, right? If it's not about the kids, then let's not have conversations. If it's not about the loan. Let's not have conversations. If it's not about, you know, you finding another place, let's not talk about it. Trail, we work at the same place on the same floor two cubicles away. Again, I hear you, but boundaries. If you can't eat in the lunchroom anymore, you know, eat in your car, go somewhere else. If need be, find another job. I know that's extreme, but at the same time, when you're ready to move forward, you have to set your mind to move forward. Letting excuses, letting circumstances get in the way of you is not you putting yourself first. Depending on how bad or how, you know, determines the amount of action that you should take to move forward. But understand that you have to be selfish with your healing. There is no time for considerations of other people when your mental health is at stake, when you moving forward is at stake. Nothing should come in the way of you when you're the only person that matters. 
not a text message, not a call, not somebody showing up at your place. You have to make it about you and you have to be dedicated to yourself to move forward. So that's step two. Step one, reminisce. Step one B, what was your role in that relationship? Step two, cut it off entirely as best you can. If you can't cut it off, set boundaries, hard boundaries, no ifs, ands or buts about it. Step three, get back to you. Sometimes we get in relationships where we adapt, we compromise, we focus so much on the other person that we forget about all the things we needed to take care of ourselves. Everyone talks about it, self-care. It's a great hashtag. It's a great caption to put under a photo. But let's be real. Sometimes when we get in relationships, we don't do enough. Sometimes we do it a little. Maybe sometimes we don't do it at all. But even within a relationship, I talked about this in season one, but even in a relationship, you have to focus on you. I'm not saying neglect your partner. I'm not saying forget that they exist. What I'm saying is understand that your self-care is still a primary need. They may can fulfill certain needs that you have, but one thing that they can't fulfill is self-care. They're excluded from that in many ways. Not to say that if part of your self-care is massages, you can do a couple's massage. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying sometimes you just have to do you alone in a relationship to ensure that you're in a position where you can be of value, where you can be benefit, where you can help fulfill that person's wants and desires and needs. If you're not where you need to be, how do you expect for them to rely on you when you are broken down, when you're stressed out, when you have high anxiety? And I understand life is life. Sometimes you're going to feel that. And that's why self-care is important. Get back to you. Get back to the things that you enjoyed doing before. And I understand it's still COVID out here, so that may be a little bit more difficult. But if it's a glass of wine and a good book, do that. If it's a night in a bath, do that. If it's a, a FaceTime with one of your best friends who you kind of lost contact with because you were so focused on this other person, then do that. But getting back to you is a requirement. And step four, don't rush it. There is no time limit for healing. I'm not going to say after a year, you need to be done. You need to be ready to get back out there. After two years, I'm not going to say you need to be done. What, like it's been two years. Why are you still here? You're in the same place. Like I said before, even with physical wounds, they happen in a split second, but even they take time to heal. So stop expecting things that took time for you to be hurt to all of a sudden not take time for you to heal. It just doesn't work that way. And the deeper you were in, a relationship, the more you thought about, you know, how this was going to be long term, how this could be the one she was. He was the one the longer it may take. So take the time out for you. And whenever you feel the need to get back out there, ensure that you have done the healing part because you're only bringing pieces of yourself to your next relationship if you haven't. And lastly, and this is a big thing. Healing is different than healed. Healing shouldn't be in a relationship. Healed, it's okay to be in a relationship. But understand that there's levels to this healing. Level one, again, if you were kind of sort of checked out, you weren't really even, you know, that deep in there anyway, maybe it doesn't take it as long and you move on. But like I said, the deeper you were in, the more difficult it will be and the longer that it may take. So with that being said, understand that the wounds that cut the deepest will still be there. You're going to have to deal with triggers. There may be a song that is played, bam, immediately takes you back. You have to manage those triggers. Take your mind somewhere else. When you hear that, turn the song off. You may pass a restaurant. Oh, this is our favorite restaurant. Take another route or just keep your eyes focused on the road. Divert your attention. 
knowing your triggers and knowing how to manage those will be useful and valuable to you moving forward. But know that sometimes there may be scars and those will serve as reminders. What they shouldn't serve as is triggers once you have healed. Don't be ashamed of the scars that still exist. Sometimes it takes a change of scenery. Sometimes it takes a change of who we're interested in. Sometimes it takes that shift for us to realize that, hey, I know that this happened in the past, but I will not go into something new with that same mindset because doing so only prohibits me from giving my entire self in my next situation. So it's okay if your heart has 75 scars. That's nothing to be embarrassed about, nothing to be ashamed of, but those serve as reminders of how you've moved forward, how you've progressed, how you have learned, and how you are more ready than ever to keep things moving in a positive fashion in your life. So guys, as I said, this is by no means an all-inclusive list of a guarantee to heal. These aren't all the steps you should take. It's whatever works for you. But if you think that one of the steps could work for you, then use it. If you feel that none of the steps will work for you, throw it out. It's really that simple. But what I do hope is that for any of us that have healed or that are still healing, that we ensure that with whatever we do, we're always helping our emotions align with our life. All right, guys, that's going to conclude episode one of season three. Again, if you guys find this valuable, let me know on social media at Jarrell GME on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to email me, goodmenexistpodcast at gmail.com. If you found this valuable, share it with somebody. I would greatly appreciate it. I do hope that each and every one of you are doing well. And as always, be great people. All I want to do, girl, is heal you. Give you better than you've been through. All I need from you is your heal. Reassure me that you'll be right here. We can medicate each other, no illness.